and welcome to the More Than Roommates podcast. I'm Dan here with my roommate Graham, and we have our the star of the show, Pepper. Hopefully, we just got her in place, so she's already <laughs> looking out the door to make sure there's nothing going on. But uh, she might be barking here before long. Yeah, no one better approach the house. <laughs> so, Graham, how are you doing? I honestly finally feel like a human being again after literally like a day of hell you had a pretty rough so hungover from three drinks i'm in my early 30s and i'm at the point where three drinks are making me hungover for like multiple days i'm done (laughs) we were both uh really struggling you were really really struggling but yeah we texted some friends wanted to go out had a few drinks we're very responsible and and it was over three or four hours yeah I mean, it's not like we were like binge drinking. We had like one drink per hour or less. Right. (laughs) Well, part of it is neither of us drink that much anymore. We're just kind of, it's, you feel so bad the following day. I don't see the benefit of it kind of, it didn't ruin our whole weekend. We still got a lot done. Surprisingly, we got a lot done. But it still like really set us back and changed up our whole motion of everything. Yeah. I, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I definitely broke some blood vessels under my eyes. It was, whew, that was bad. It's yeah. like, I don't know, hangovers now, and I feel like the older I get, the earlier it starts. Mm-hmm. So it happens the same way for me every time now. Yeah. I'll go to bed. You know, we went to bed at what, like 1230? It wasn't that late. Mm-mm. Maybe one at the latest. Yeah. But, um slept soundly until about 6 30 a.m and then my body woke me up and my stomach was like kind of in knots and yeah after after that it was just game over for like four hours and every time i would like start to doze back off my body would wake me up again (laughs) and we definitely handle being sick slightly differently but at one point we were doing the same thing when i'm hungover i cannot lay in bed and just think about how miserable I am I need a distraction so I'll pace I'll get up I'll walk around or I'll like watch TikToks um so I cannot handle the noise yeah so I got up and laid on the couch because I knew I wasn't gonna go get back to sleep and then you were just struggling I was yeah I finally started pacing around too which is not really normal for me I would say like the hangover intensity is getting worse so older I get. <laughs> For sure. And that's something we've been talking about a lot because, you know, especially in the winter, there is not a lot to do as far as getting, excuse me, getting together <laughs> with friends. Um, it's just, you want to go to the rest this restaurant? Do you want to go out and grab drinks? Do you want to come over and drink? So a lot of the culture is around drinking and we're just not big fans of that and Mm -hmm. yes we can work on our willpower and just go out and just get a soda or one drink maybe and cut it off but i think that was a problem you know a little peer pressure like i wasn't expecting like a round of one shot for everyone yeah round of shots but they were just like small probably sugary that's probably Mm -hmm. what made it worse honestly (laughs) yeah so we were both yeah, we're we're trying to really look into um, just drinking culture and how that's so acceptable. But you yeah. see how your body reacts; like you're truly poisoning yourself. Yeah, for and real. And then it's just so widely accepted to like let's just go get sloshed and keep drinking. And no, 
And it's just like empty calories too. You know, we're really focusing on our fitness game again this year really hard. Summer is around the corner. Yeah. And it's just like, do I really want to drink a bunch of empty calories? You know, like uh, not really. Yeah. It's like not even, I don't know. It's not that fun. No. (laughs) Going out is fun with friends. But yeah, like maybe I just like am making the decision now that I'm just going to stop drinking for like a long time hopefully but yeah. until the knows. wedding we go to in, oh in yeah April. okay but it's maybe still... we can make it like an occasional like a special occasion kind of thing right you know? but, yeah we definitely already don't drink during the week like it's not like we just mm-hmm. get home and have a glass of wine or have a beer or anything we don't do that so i think it just yeah i don't know speaking of i'm gonna harken back to 2020 you know when you kind of like first started staying here yeah and there was nothing to do do you remember the massive quantities of liquor we were buying yeah i went i think uh, a friend of mine and i we went to the liquor store and i think i spent like 130 bucks or something on just like a bunch of different crap you know <laughs> yeah we were having and, a lot oof. of bloody mary's a lot of yeah um rum and uh, and Moscow your mules. Moscow mules, yes. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just kind of, kind of like made my peace it. with it, you know. I'm sure, you know, ten year ago version of me is probably laughing, you know, just like, like the amount that we drink is just like nothing compared to like my Lindsay Lohan days, I guess if you want to say. That. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm just done with it. Okay, give me one second. Okay, um, so something I wanted to talk about today, and this is something that I kind of want to become a series on our podcast, is I really want to deep dive in to some of the stories that I did as a reporter and just kind of talk about the behind the scenes, what led up to it. Um, I just think it would be cool to like give some insight on like what really happened, spill the tea and kind of expose what happened. Um, So uh, I want to explain one of my first big stories that I did. And then um, if you have any questions about it, just feel free to chime in and ask any questions. Um, But I want to start off as a reporter. I only had a day to work on the stories and So each shift was a different story and I would do multiple stories in one day. Um, So I never got to really. That's intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a a very strict schedule, but it also never allowed me to, you know, do an in-depth story. I couldn't do an investigative piece. Um, And so the other part of the news world, this is a little behind the scenes knowledge. So twice, once or twice a year, um, this company checks in to how many viewers were watching during a specific newscast. They'll just pick a day nationwide and they'll check like the morning show and evening show. And that's how stations get ranked for the following year. That's why you'll see your local news station saying most watched weather show or our morning show is, is the most viewers. So you don't know exactly what day is gonna happen up until like a couple days before. Um, So they call it sweeps season. And in preparation for it, since you don't know exactly what day, you want to have the best newscast possible. You want to have interesting stories that you can tease like leading up to it, like tune in this Friday for this investigative piece. 
So when you, we know that sweeps are coming, uh, my news director gave us the challenge to come up with an in-depth story, which is like... Like every day? No, no, no. We had... The es- on the estimated day when well, you we thought would, it was We would be. pre-film and pre-edit it, and it would just sit in the, mm. in the, on the computer until it was announced that they're going to do sweeps on Tuesday. So then they just preload all that stuff, and then you know we can just have all this awesome stacked show. It sounds like an excuse to make y'all work harder. <laughs> well, I will say yeah. I was excited for it because okay. I, it was my first story that I could spend time on. So I would get one day a week that I didn't have to turn a story. I just could work on this big in-depth piece. And But did you actually get that time? <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> I wouldn't usually they would be like, oh no, something's happening. We need to send you out for a fire yeah, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um so you know, the first thing you're thinking is like, oh, there's a lot of pressure on this. What do you do? You know, like what is a sweeps worthy story? So I really kind of sat with this, tried to figure out like what is going to be better than my day-to-day stuff. And I was still a new reporter and it ended up that I was at um, a carnival and they had like a petting zoo portion of it and they had some horses. And I started talking to the people and I got connected in the horse community and someone reached out to me and they were like, hey, there's this guy that lives in a town up north um, and he has like they thought he was abusing his horses. Mm. I'm like, OK, so I w- did they say like in what way they or- said that they were very skinny and that there was on- their only source of water was this little pond and um, it wasn't big enough for the amount of horses that they had. And it was freezing over. And recently, a horse got stuck in the mud of the thing. And they Mm -hmm. had to get a fire truck to lift the horse up out of the water to rescue it. And they said multiple horses have drowned in this little (sighs) pond. That's evil. So I drive up and I find the farm. I see the horses. I'm not a horse expert, so I can't say whether or not what I'm seeing is bad. It didn't look the best, but who knows? I also can't see all the acreage of the farm, so there could be a better spot. Um, I try to talk to the guy. He doesn't want to talk. Um, I, I mean, why would he? Right. Yeah. Um, and then I talk to the neighbors, get their side of it. And then this video goes viral of the horses being pulled out of the pond. And it's pretty insane video. I'll include it in between us above Pepper's head. Um, (laughs) She's snoozing now. So the sheriff's department kept getting called to this farm. I I got the um, records of each incident. Sometimes they said there was an issue. Sometimes they said it wasn't an issue. It ended up that like three of the 45 horses were taken away from him. Wow. And he was being charged with some like animal, animal neglect abuse. or yeah. abuse. Yeah. And this is when the sheriff's office really started to hate me. Because Why would they hate you? Because I was stirring the pot. I was posting these stories or po- Okay, but you're bringing attention to a real issue like an but animal. It was kind issue. of like a uh 
you know, they're like putting they, like pressure on them to have to do something about it. Like they, they didn't want to do their job. No, not that. Okay. I think they felt that I was just a city boy that didn't understand what goes into taking care of farm animals. I think they thought I was too soft essentially. And then they're like, no, these horses are fine. But because I kept doing these stories and posting videos about what was happening, it got neighbors upset and neighbors were calling. They just thought they were handling it. And I was only adding fuel to the fire. Okay. Well, I didn't let up. But would they have done anything? Had you not intervened? Exactly. It would have kept going on. They would have kept getting these calls. So finally, when I post that this is going on, um, they end up taking all of the 45 horses away from him. And he's now being charged with 45 counts of animal abuse. And, yeah, it was Yikes. intense. Would so, not want to be that dude. And so I am gathering all this information. I reach out to him and I'm like, hey, now that these like this is your time to make your voice heard about like what's really been going on. And I actually got in touch with his lawyer and convinced his lawyer to let him talk to me on camera. So I actually interviewed him and he was claiming that all the horses are fine. Everyone's too soft. And And you're fake news, right? Exactly. Well, no, he was nice to me. He (laughs) kind of understood why I was doing it because I did give him the opportunity to say his say what was going on and you know a big part of the news is i wanted to be unbiased so i even i was editing this story together and i realized that a lot of the evidence was leaning against him so i called his lawyer and i was like look it's not looking too good so i would like to have some more information and so she sent me stuff so i felt like it really balanced out i think if you watch these stories i think I don't know. You wouldn't know. I would even have friends of mine coming up to me and saying like, what do you think? Because they couldn't tell how I personally was feeling about this situation, which I thought was a good job. And so I'm doing all this stuff. I'm preparing this really epic investigative piece of how I've gotten all this documentation. I've got lawyer's records and really doing a thorough job. Yes. And so I'm putting it all together. Thank you. It was very cool. I, I was it was very awesome. I felt like I was advocating for these animals that wouldn't have normally had the help. Um, but my boss was like, we can't air this story until we follow up with how these horses are doing now. And I'm like, okay. So I start asking around and I can't find these horses. And so I look in the town and there's only like two animal vets. So I drive to both of them. And when I show up, they're like, I know who you are. The sheriff told us we can't tell you anything. Okay, since when can a sheriff like he thought command that you have no free will? Exactly. I'm like, what? So <laughs> it's insane. So I was like pleading. Like, so did they talk to you or no? No, they were like, no, I know who you are. You can't come in here. You're not going to help this situation. And I'm like, I'm just trying to check up on my horses. Wow. So I. I'm like at a dead end and I'm, I'm like talking to my boss and I'm like, please, can I like still air this story? I think it's really good. Um, we didn't know when sweeps were coming and I was worried that my story was going to become outdated. You know, like, yeah, I have all this investigative. The trial's going to start. And he's like, no, you have to find the horses. So on a random day, 
the guy who owned the horses who was being charged called me on my cell and he's like i know where my horses were taken they're to this girl's farm that's like 20 minutes away i will take you there and so i'm like okay and this i would have been scared for my life i'm just gonna stop or and cut in right there because Oof. I know. So, like, I, did you follow him? So, this is where, so like, follow me into the woods. So, all my coworkers, I won't shoot you. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely pretty jarring. All my coworkers Oof. were freaked out, but again, I was by myself. So, I told them the location that I thought I was going to be at. He didn't t- give me an address. He said he. So, I show up to his farm, and he's like, "Okay, let me hop in your car." And I'm like, "Um, I don't think that's allowed. I can't yeah. be driving you around." So. It's a liability. So he got in his car and I just drove and followed him for a while. And then we ended up at this farm and I could see his horses. And so this is where it's important to know your, what the law is. Public roads are public property. The second I step off that public road onto their property, I'm trespassing. So I had to really utilize the zoom on my camera, which actually had a really good zoom. So he ended up having a police scanner headset and binoculars, and he was the lookout. Even though I was legally had the right to be there, it's still just like, okay, I know if the sheriff shows up, he's going to shoo me away. So he's like keeping a lookout. I'm like getting as much footage of these horses as I can possibly get because, you know, I've been looking for him for so long and I don't want to lose it. Um, I think... Thing. What a turn, by the way, like just an event. You yeah, know? that like, he's the one that, that helped he's me. helping you. Like after, that's what I'm you saying. Know, I felt like I, I was doing a good job that he yeah. was still coming to me um, because he felt like at this point he needed his two cents. Out. Yeah, you have to have both sides. Yes. And hopefully people realize that. Yeah. But. And if you look at a lot of my bigger stories, I hope you can see that I do really try to get both sides um so yeah, not pick the side that riles everyone up and it, then yeah and it was hard to take my personal beliefs out of there because i am a huge animal advocate i love animals just look at her if you're watching yeah YouTube. pepper is an angel but i love all animals and so you know i but i still wanted to give him his side because he hadn't been convicted he had just been charged um so i got the horses on video i mission accomplished so i edit it all together and we don't know when sweeps are coming but then it's announced that if he is found guilty and the horses are taken away from him the horses will go up for auction to be Mm. sold if any of those horses did not sell at the auction they could have been taken away to be slaughtered because there would be no one to take care of them that's even worse yes it was awful so it was like out of the Ugh. fire into the how does the phrase go uh, out of yeah, the oven into the fire something like something that something like that yeah. so i was like oh shoot so this is when i finally get to actually air parts of i like had a three part series all filmed so i'm like okay these horses were taken away, but this isn't where the story ends. Now, if they don't sell, they're going to be slaughtered. And so, of course, mm. that got everyone riled up. And yeah. so, of course, they all sold at the auction because yeah. I had created enough buzz around him, around wow. these horses. So that felt good. And then I'm trying to think if I actually got to sit in on his trial. Um, I think I I can't remember. I did sit in on a, a few trials. I loved sitting in on trials. It was very interesting to watch all of that unfold. Um, mm-hmm. But 
he was arrested. He was charged with like 45 counts of anal abuse and he was supposed to spend a year in jail. I think wow. he just got his sentencing reduced to two months or two years probation and then a lot of fines because he had to pay for the care of the horses while they were out of his care. And I don't think he's ever allowed to um, own horses again, if I'm not mistaken. But it was rightfully, yeah, yeah. you would think. But it it felt like I truly felt like a journalist at that point. Um, When you get court documents or like legal papers, you have to physically go to the um, city hall and purchase them. Do you remember that time I went with you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You feel like, yeah. so you like, you can't ask them over email, hey, can you send me those court documents? You have to like go in and they charge you for printing it. Um, and I remember I've kind of talked about how I was struggling financially. Um, so I had to physically pay for them to print off all this court documents. Now, of course, my company would reimburse me, but you have to have the but money. But still, yeah. yeah. So I, it was like less than $5 to print all this paper. I didn't have $5 in my bank account. I remember I went, I ran back into my car and I was looking in the company car and I found enough change, loose change in the car to pay for it. But that's how dedicated I was. I spent my last, literally my last few dollars into getting these court records so I could prove, you know, what was being said because you had to fact check everything. But it was definitely cool to be able to convince him that to do this. Of course, the lawyer, after he was found guilty, hated me she's like i shouldn't have i spoken with you like yes i I did sit in on that trial yeah it was crazy so how long like did the trial happen like months i'm assuming after yeah the original like charges yeah i remember i went in there a few times to watch it so there was more than one um more than one like hearing hearing or proceeding yeah we need we need our friend to get in here and, yeah, and tell, tell us, us about the legal process. And that's, yeah, it was so cool. But... We should have Carolyn sometime. Oh, for sure. She can talk to you guys about Gypsy. She's sued. Yeah. Oh, she legally can. Oh, yeah. True. But um, yeah, so it was just a very cool experience to, you know, get justice to the animals. And then after that, people were always hitting me up. I became known as the horse reporter because um, once people saw that I could you know, get justice for animals. I learned a lot about what the care of horses are and what legally can happen. And since we're in a rural area, there are a lot of horses and farms. So, And they're majestic animals. Mm -hmm. Like you look at them, they're tall, broad, like they're usually really pretty, you know, their hair and everything. Yeah. It's yeah hard to believe that someone would want to have that many horses on their property and then not take care of them what is the point he was breeding them for racing Mm. so he thought he had all these purebred horses and he was going to sell them okay for racing okay but are they going to be a top quality you know animal for racing if they're not you know receiving proper nutrition and hydration you know right it's crazy and so uh, the next story that i did was ended up being a crazy experience as well was years later someone reached out and said that there was a little micro pony like a small pony (laughs) and its hooves weren't being trimmed and at Mm. first you're like okay i didn't even know you had to trim hooves by the way until i think i saw a video on like tiktok or 
IG reels or something. But right. it's kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. So And so it's like trimming their toenails. But if you don't trim it, it literally will grow out like a corkscrew. Like and um, I learned after investigating it that it can eventually kill the horse if it's left because they're the way their foot will bend. It'll just keep it's called coffin foot or oh. coffin hooves. And it'll just bend on the tendons so much that then they won't be able to walk anymore. So it was important that we looked into this. And so people sent me pictures of the the pony and I was getting ready to go to this guy's house. And my source told me that he was very aggressive and he had just pulled a gun on some people that were trying to get pictures of the horse themselves. And let me guess, they sent you into the fire by yourself. I went by myself. So I actually have, the, I think I still have the video. I'll put it in if I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recording it on my phone as I approached the house, just in case something happened, I would have it on camera. Um, and I knock on the door and the guy opens it and it's this really, really old man. And he's super friendly. He's like, oh my gosh, I know who you are. Come in, come in. And <laughs> at first I would, you know, you don't yeah. you enter the house, but you got to do this little dance with the people you don't want to seem too um closed off because then they won't open up to you so i against my better judgment walked into the house i followed him yikes and he immediately slams the door shut and locks it and so all the hair on my back is like yeah on the back of my neck on my back (laughs) i would have like shit my pants (laughs) i was so you're i'm instantly like okay next thing is get out i don't care about this anymore i just need to get out of here yeah but you know i don't want to like freak out um so he's like i know who you are you're with the mafia and he's the mafia he turns around swings a door open and he has papers stacked from the floor to the ceiling of documents oh and he is a giant conspiracy theorist and he's like won't he keeps diverting the conversation to talk about how people are after him and all these stuff and i'm like i'm freaking out maybe he has schizophrenia or something seemed like something like that and so he of course is not letting me see the horse i'm like i don't care about this horse at this point i care about saving myself um and i'm like trying to get out and he's like do you have a business card and i'm like yep here's my business card and he looks at it and he's like do you have a middle name and i'm like yes he's like well why isn't on here you're um providing identity fraud or identity theft or something like that you're concealing (laughs) your identity i'm like sir that's for my own protection yeah i didn't know what to say and as soon as i left he wrote up this big long okay but also you're a public figure at that point too like what is he i know know, what sense does that make like yeah he was dude i have a professional facebook page you know (laughs) right and so at that point as soon as i left he he did unlock the door. He let me go. It wasn't like it was still Ugh. scary for every minute you're in there. You feel like it's been eternity. How and long do you think you were actually in there? A pretty long time, like 15 like, minutes. Oh. Like because we kept going round and round. I couldn't fi- find a way to like, like get out. Leave, divert leave, the yeah. combo. Yeah. Yikes. And so he immediately wrote up this official document saying that I had 24 hours to provide him with all the information I had been given. And if he didn't or if I didn't, he would be suing me. And it was just very weird. And I 
ended up doing the story with the evidence that I had um, because the sheriff's office was investigating. So I could take all their information from their report. But yeah, I told my boss, I'm like, I'm not going back there by myself. And it was yeah, good be- for you. Mm-hmm. And they were nice as okay. far as like, they're like, okay, like they're like, are you okay? Do you need me to send someone down there? We didn't know it was going to be as extreme as it ended up, but it was very alarming, but yeah. I'll do it for those horses. Yeah. I'll, I'll put myself on the line. So do you remember how that shook out? I don't Did... think he received charges. It was hard mm-hmm. to prove. And I think it was as simple as like getting the hooves trimmed. And so then it was do like. Do you think they did? or he? I hope done? so. Yeah. I don't know. You know, some of those things you just kind of like never hear what what ends up happening. I put the word out. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was found guilty of anything. So <sighs> that's why it's hard with animal cases because. You do one thing and then it's okay, it's fine. You know, you you trim their hooves. And Which then, I mean, and if that's yeah. all it took for him to learn his lesson. I mean, they have to resolve the complaint. Yes. Beyond, you know, they can't just, you know, take an animal away. You know? Right. Well, yeah. and there are some loopholes because, you know, legally for a care of a like a farm animal, it has to have food and water and a shelter. Well, you don't have to take them to the vet. And what if they have gum disease and they can no longer eat like that? It's not illegal to not get them dental care. So there's gray areas like, okay, they have food and water, but they're so sick they can't eat. So is that not abuse because you're not taking care of them properly? Yeah, there's no law. I from my understanding, you know, again, I could have changed. I'm not an expert, but and that's why it was challenging. Every day you're doing a different story and you have to learn as much as you can about the topic before your story so you don't look like a fool and also you're representing what you can well right yeah. so yeah. i couldn't imagine having that responsibility <laughs> like that's just a lot i mean it's yeah. a lot of you know like you said potentially dangerous situations and you're like running around non-stop and like you said you have to know kind of the at least basics of what you're getting yourself into mm-hmm. i just man i'll stick with the the spreadsheets I, i'm i'm good <laughs> yeah it was fun i definitely don't feel like i could have kept doing that in the long run because it was so exhausting and it was so underpaid that it's like okay yeah if you literally cannot afford a five dollar copy like right. for something you're working on that ain't it no like, and so yeah my hope is to find another way to be able to make a difference like this. And I'm hoping this podcast might be a way for us to, because, you know, like once you become an influencer of any sort, you have some power. So hopefully platform. Yeah. yeah, Once we have a platform, we could use it to advocate for stuff. I'm on a really big eco kick right now. So um, Mm -hmm. we've been really doing some eco friendly stuff in the house. I could do a whole episode talking about what we've been doing to implement that. But, you know, I'm hoping to just, once we get, a bigger audience to you know bring on advocates or you know bring on people who want their story shared like that yeah. would be the ultimate goal for this podcast bring up real issues and you know other experience yeah share let people share yeah. their stories you know right now we've been focusing on our um gay coming out and everything and just that, our life together yeah. yeah and so there's so many facets that we can talk about there are yeah we have a lot of people in our lives too mm-hmm. so yeah and i yeah. made some connections in the news industry and i hope to you know have those people come on and talk about their stories it's a lot harder to talk about stuff especially when you're so stuck in 
contract world and all of that. So um, it'll definitely it's be messy. Yes. Yeah, speaking of lawyers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. But can I point out, it's been like 30 minutes and Pepper has been sound asleep. Her eyes have been closed yeah, pretty much the whole time. She usually likes to be asleep with a blanket on her. So it's been yeah. crazy that she's just cuddled up here without one. We wanted our viewers to be able to see her. She is the true star yeah. of the show. Also, can I just point out my Taco Bell <laughs> shirt? I just got this from Target. I'm obsessed. And you got your, cool. you, yeah. is that from Target? Yeah, it is. I'm like a, a good fellow gay at this yeah. point. <laughs> I've so, spent a lot of money on clothing in the past, and you know, it ends up going out of style after a few years anyway. So yeah, and I hang on the, to clothes, so I'm just like I do too. Target <sighs> is my way to go. Yeah. Um. While I'm looking at the Taco Bell, so Taco Bell for sure is my favorite fast food. What about you? Ooh, yeah. Taco Bell is definitely like a top choice for me. I don't know if I really have a fast food favorite, though, because sometimes I'm in the mood for something else. Yeah. Okay, how about Five Guys? Is that fast enough to where that counts? Yes, I would. I mean, it's not like drive-through, obviously. Right, but but when I'm going for fast food, Five Guys is in the rotation, if that makes sense. Their fries are so good. Better than anywhere. It's just so expensive. They really have got to have some cheaper options. Yeah. Like... Although we've been doing good too, like I think we're realizing the mindset of like the average American, just as far as like how much food we really consume, and we're probably like eating beyond what we should be. We need, you know, like so we've been ordering like their like little hamburgers, you know, and just like splitting like a small fry, yeah, instead of like trying to get like a a huge, you know whatever meal it's and, just and then you feel sick kind of you know like you eat and you eat and you're like oh this is so good i'm gonna keep eating and then by the time you get done like within like five minutes i'm like oof and, why and, did i do that to myself <laughs> yeah and that's kind of where we you know you're right you're, we weren't raised that way but you know like when you're at the fast food you might as well it's so cheap just to get a large and you want to make sure that you aren't hungry afterwards so you'd rather buy yeah. a couple more dollar burgers than not and so that's been something we've been trying to check ourselves with like okay we don't need three burgers yeah even though it's good we really could be fine a medium fry we really don't eat a ton of fast food like we are definitely on like a cheat week Mm -hmm. weekend we're uh, switching up our weightlifting routine so i don't know if we're gonna start that today or tomorrow but usually i like to take a week off when i switch programs so I feel like crap, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. And yeah. we've been good about meal prepping and just keeping yeah. food stocked in the fridge so that we aren't tempted because that's what, where we go mm-hmm. wrong. Once we run out of food, we're like, okay, let's just go get some Taco Bell. Yeah. Of course, I'm a big advocate for that. I do want us to do- Taco a- Bell, we're looking at you for sponsorships. <laughs> right? I do want us to do an episode about your fitness and my fitness journey, but you've had like quite the extensive fitness journey and talking about how you got in shape and all of that. I think that would be fairly cool. Yeah. You could use your pictures in the thumbnail, get some clicks using your sex appeal, all that okay. stuff. That'd be all good. Right. If you want to gas me up, oh, I, mean, yeah. I, I can talk. <laughs> yeah. 
was there anything yeah. else you wanted to discuss today? I don't think so. I uh, going back to horses. I would love to like go ride horses. Yeah, like one of my best friends in high school, Bridget. She had a horse, and no. I always thought it was so cool. Like just like watching her and like listening to her talk about her relationship with that horse. You know. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. But um, so I was in Boy Scouts and we went to New Mexico backpacking in Philmont. Really, most amazing experience of my life. Um, you were we were backpacking for two weeks, carrying all of our food and clothing. Also, it's one of the most haunted places in the U.S. So I've got some ghost stories, but we'll have to wait till uh, okay. Halloween season before okay, we share yeah, those. But we went backpacking. Or sorry, we'll give you some scr- ASMR pet, pet scratches. She said, what is this? What is Can I this? eat it? She used to always go for my microphone covers. <laughs> um, so we went horseback riding and it was it was painful. The oh, saddle wow. really hurts after a while. And we were all in like a row. There was like 14 of us. So we were just in a line trotting through. And my brother's horse was in front of me and it kept farting. <laughs> and it was like sewage like i could see it happening every time and i'm just oh no and then his horse kept going off the path so i had to like make mine stop and then wait for him to get his under control i would have switched places i I tried to but i couldn't (laughs) command my horse like he was and then my horse when we were crossing a river he decided that was a good spot to pee so we're not river it was like a creek but we're over rushing water and then my horse starts leaning back and I'm like, oh, is it going to oh, dunk me? Yeah. And no. And then I hear, and he just started <laughs> unloading the floodgates. I'm like, okay, I see oh, you. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, that was. So um, on, on the topic of uh, horses, you've got to throw in that video of you on the horse when you were live on TV. Okay. Yep. That is like classic Dan. Yeah. Like media horseman Dan. <laughs> yes. I did do some, it was a huge horse it was like 25 years old and just a monster of a horse and so i'll i'll include that i yeah going you know they say never go live with animals because you'll never know what they do and (laughs) i remember i I, i'll put in both of them i was on a horse multiple times but um on news they call it a box and box so the anchor is in one side of the screen and then i'm on the other so i had to be perfectly in the center of my camera camera. yeah Yeah, but i'm on a horse and i remember being like you know i had to be in place like 10 minutes before i was live so um i'm just sitting on this horse hope hoping he doesn't move so he's not in the center of the screen and then my producer comes in my ear and she's like do you mind like backing up like a couple inches and i'm like I'm on a horse. Like, no, <laughs> but we did it. We made it work. So yeah, you probably uh, had you tried. I'm sure that horse would have just like ran off. <laughs> I know. Well, and I had a corded mic. Oh, and so I like, man, you course, were really just like us. Yeah, like, and yeah, so playing, um, playing a dangerous game. And I was at a Renaissance fair with the horse, and so of course a crowd gathered around me because it was quite the sight to see. And some girls were by my camera, and I'm like, girls, if this horse takes off go for the camera. Don't protect me. Go for the camera. Because my plan was to just drop the mic if he starts running so I don't yank the camera over. But he didn't. He was good. Yeah. But yeah, that was quite the show. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Pepper, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> she doesn't. Said, oh yeah, I'm tired. Well, I want to thank you guys for watching episode seven. We are climbing to 10. We're, we're, we're going to get close. there a couple of weeks. 
And we are close to halfway to my subscriber goal for the year on YouTube. So if you're Thank watching you it on Spotify, maybe go click on this on YouTube, More Than Roommates, and subscribe. My goal is to hit 100 subscribers by the end of the year. We're almost to 50, so that would be like incredible to get there with only like a month in. So, yeah, for sure. Um, We'd appreciate it. Yeah, so make sure you guys are sharing, keeping up with us, and all that stuff. But um, even if you just want to be nosy, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know those We're people. We're putting it out there, so <laughs> yeah, I, you want to check But you better subscribe people. if yeah. you want to be nosy. <laughs> yeah, help us out. Yeah, okay. Please. Well, thank you for tuning in. Yep, save a horse. Oh.